What's ho, podcast land, and welcome to episode B065 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Oh, what? Doc past. Whoa. Doc present. Doc present. <laughs> Doc right now in 2020. Happy New Year, podcast land. Right you are. And who are you? I am Drew Backwen. Marvellous. Hello, Drew Backwen. Next to you. It's hello, it's Marie. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, it's Marie. <laughs> hello, hello. And oh, who was that I just heard? Oh, that was me. That's Jim. Hello, that was me. That's Jim. <laughs> and me, I am Leon. Hello, hello. And you hello. are Podcast Land. And we are recording a special bonus episode because, well, I mean, normally at this time of year, we would be recording a little bonus review of the Christmas special or the New Year's Day special, but we didn't get one this year or last year. Instead, we have the start of season 12. Yeah, we just got a series very early 2020. Yes. And how exciting is that? Really exciting. Jim, are you excited? Oh, I'm so terribly excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's only up from here, Podcast Land. (laughs) Here's hoping. So, (laughs) wait, I'm going to glog some vodka and then I'll finish the sentence. No, I think it's generally confused me. I don't don't think of this as really being a new series yet. I'm expecting a gap. Oh, you're in for a very short series. Yeah. Ten episodes. And we're starting off with a double feature. And we're reviewing both parts of that double feature tonight. Ish. Ish. We're just glossing it. Yes. We're just happy to be here. Yeah! Yeah, what Drew says! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> In anticipation of Spyfall, I watched the first three Daniel Craig Bond movies this weekend. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I rewatched part one of Spyfall earlier today, and we, Podcast Land, just sat down and watched Spyfall part two almost live, with a delay of about five minutes. Is that the first time we've all sat down and watched an episode together? Surely not, really? It might be. Because I was thinking this, we did this for the Christmas special, but then we wouldn't have done because we're not all together on Christmas Day. How do you feel about this double feature? High level. I re- well, I really liked it. Yeah? I super loved it, actually. Did you did you like both parts of it? A lot happened in the second part. Okay. I'm very jazzed up about it and excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're glad to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, how did you feel about this? And were they comparable? Were they equally as good? Well, I thought that the second part, as Marie was about to try to say was a bit of a blur oh really okay i i it wasn't that they added an extra time zone in it for 1943 or anything but just some of the action it just seemed chaotic it was real hurly burly in there there was a a lot to take in yeah i think a second watch is really required before i'd be able to say anything beyond high level is good okay (laughs) there was a lot having watched it all together i can tell you there was a lot of laughing out loud from everybody in the room at certain points yeah yeah oh the biggest laugh of the episode was when ada and undercover agent turned up with jody and graham said are we being replaced (laughs) (laughs) yes that was a good line oh graham or Brian, as oh. you kept calling him. I know, sorry. <laughs> I think Not to be confused with Ryan. No, let's no. just call him, let's call him Brian. No, that's awkward. <laughs> Jim, do you agree with their assessment of Spyfall parts one and two? I think the second part felt a bit more cohesive, actually, in a way. I agree with you. I liked the fact that we just had the master. We knew who the master was, and he's freaking awesome. He is freaking awesome. Whereas the first one didn't have that. We only got him right at the end, and... It was a bit all over the place until that kind of slotted everything into place at the end. But I also liked him as like the good guy character. He was I was really rooting for him. And then when he flipped, I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, no, right. Completely threw me. When he did his Anne Robinson wink. (laughs) Yeah. I think I agree with you, Jim. I think I probably prefer part two here. It was a little bit more interesting. Part one to 
paraphrase you drew or maybe even to quote you drew from the time a little hidden miss like there are a lot of misses and i can say this having rewatched it today there are so i took notes for part one and they're riddled with criticisms that i don't really want to get into yeah <laughs> part one doesn't really work for me i don't want you to misunderstand me i think i also preferred part two it was just a lot but like in a good way like they okay. just kept throwing things at you and i and i think it was fantastic i think i don't know You'd ha- i'd have to rewatch it <laughs> But I enjoyed it very much, though. Felt like it just kept building. Plot-wise, the two episodes just aren't balanced. Together, mm. the, everything that happens over the course of these two parts, we have a double feature, but it's really bottom-heavy. Like yeah. the, the second part, that's where they crammed all of the plot in. But in the first part, they introduced the villain. You have Stephen Fry's entire cameo, and he gets shot, and they get split up, and you're introduced to the neural world, or whatever how, that is. Oh, how do you feel about that? I really, I hated that Stephen Fry got shot. Mm. He got set up as, I mean, he's C. He gets set up as the M of this universe, and I was really hoping that um, is he going to be maybe a new brigadierish character? You know, is there going to be a human like a continuing liaison? Yes, yeah. exactly. Because we no longer have torture, we no longer have yeah. unit, but we have MI six, and maybe that he could be the new nice. brigadier, effectively. Yeah. And then oh. they just blast him in the back of the head after. Hang on, we've already had a new brigadier. We've had Kegels. Yeah, but we no so, longer have Kegels, and yeah. why don't we have Kegels anymore? We had Bagels, Kegels, and now we don't have Stephen Fry. Exactly. Yeah, I kind of mm. forgotten what happened with Unit, but this was wiped off the board. It's like the only thing that's left is MI6. I think Chibber's just kind of tabula rasa it. Like, oh no, that's that's the previous showrunner. I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. showrunners plural. It's also delivering a comment on austerity. Possibly. Oh, yeah. you're right. There was something about like, oh, we have to dial back. We, we don't no longer have the resources to fund all of these little organizations. Yada, yeah. yada. It bothered me though how he was like. Uh, just throw out this oh this guy's talking about aliens oh he must be crazy they, we don't know about those when you've just referenced unit and torchwood and you know that they were these organizations that dealt specifically in aliens yeah and you have this specific gadget that tells you how human the dna of someone is that was the that? worst gadget you're pointing at everyone 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean this this is 100 every time yeah. was that their gadget or was that the doctor's gadget that was their gadget one of their many gadgets. That's nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the Unless. hardest thing to program. That's why it was so shit. <laughs> You're so right. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I didn't know the, what the other bit was. Because that was I was thinking if it was the Doctor's gadget, she knows all of the other aliens. So the fact that it didn't tell you 7% da, 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 should be a big thing, but they didn't seem to bo- focus on it. Yeah, I can mm. only assume that it was actually developed by the Americans for when Dick Cheney went hunting and he had it strapped to his gun. <laughs> and be like, human, don't shoot. Bang. Whoops, there goes another staffer. Um, dial it back a bit. Yeah, I actually did not mind that Stephen Fry got killed because I thought mm-hmm. his character was terrible. I love Stephen oh, Fry. No! I love Stephen Fry, but he was playing someone had written Stephen Fry into a script. Yeah, and the whole thing about because there's been a bit of hoo-ha about the um, reference of being a woman now for the Doctor being an upgrade, which Missy has already done anyway, which you know everyone's pointing out and all this kind of stuff. But the fact that Stevens Fry character delivers it, who is the head of an organization that has just and this is Marie's point, I'm kind of stealing a bit. So if you want to jump in, but you know we've just had a scene where oh I know what you're about to say, and I do want to jump in. Go for it because it really <laughs> really stressed me out. That he walks up to Brian slash Graham yeah. uh, and is like, oh, hello, Doctor. Lovely to meet you. And confuses the Doctor for this guy because he assumes he's going to be a man. No. However, 
they just kidnapped all of them and specifically went to the doctor who is a woman and like if the bodyguards in the taxis know which one is the doctor and which one is the most important then surely that like head of mi6 would also have that information (sighs) oh i can i can i don't believe that the head of mi6 is a little bit crap and he's a bit of a figurehead, and he hasn't done but, any real well, intelligence that's how he's for written. Yeah, I don't think there's any sexism behind this line. I don't think he walks up to Graham because he's looking for male authority. I think the latest papers he read described Capaldi, and he's looking for an older man. I think, well, no, I because think that's the, what it is. the intelligence, they know who they're looking for. They go straight for Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, but he even says, and, and I've, read, her I've read the papers. No, but he ha- well, because... Yeah, but that's the point. He, he's meant to have had the information. Yeah. But they've already executed maneuvers based on information, and they grabbed Jodie Whittaker's doctor. Because they wouldn't have grabbed those three if they didn't know it was Jodie Whittaker. But isn't They would have been looking nah, for Clara. Nah, I what? think that's just inconsistent writing. Sorry, Drew. I, I think that they got Graham thinking he was the doctor, and that one of his companions was a mechanic he'd hired to fix the TARDIS, and that's who Jodie was. I also don't think so. I don't think so. They knew she was the doctor. They said, we've got your companions. They're waiting for you. Oh, they did. They're all in the cup. I just think it's a cheap joke that just fell flat, in my opinion. I don't think it should be. I think this is just inconsistent writing. I don't know if it is inconsistent writing. Perhaps it's just, see, he went to public school and his way of life is so ingrained and he's he's so difficult to change and parts of his brain are, are more slow moving than the others and he just makes a mistake in the moment. Fine. Okay, you know what? Agree to disagree because there are way more interesting parts of this double feature. When MI6 collects all of Team TARDIS... The fam. Marie loves it when her doctor calls them fam. I hate it. I hate it, Marie. I love it. (laughs) It's fresh and new and it's great and uh, they are the fam. (laughs) I hated that segment of part one. The suits who are just standing there, arms crossed. Like men in black. Oh, yeah. So so incredibly crap. What always pisses me off with these types of things as well is like, well, this is what the good guys can do. Why don't the bad guys do this? Like, everyone gets captured that easily. (laughs) They, They think they're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, like, this should be game over. It's what? like it's that easy to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and and they do rock up in part two, don't they? Out of a four by four. Yeah. And true. they're completely ineffectual. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean that four by four did happen to be parked fifty meters away around the bend and <laughs> there must be quite a density of those scattered across the country, but whatever. <laughs> So yes, f- flaws. These episodes have flaws. Oh, so yeah. many flaws. They're quite good, but they have a lot of flaws. This is a thing. I feel like as a as a first viewing, you can get excited, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm so excited that there's like a big arc for Jodie Whittaker now yeah. that's been introduced because yes. that I think was lacking from the last series. Agreed. And so yeah, you can be high level excited about what it represents, but yeah, when we go back through this in four or five years' time, I'm sure we will nitpick and find multiple like holes to pull and threads and yeah because because we should explain if there are any new listeners listening for this new year because put an ad on facebook and (laughs) some numbers may have trickled through we do tend to do that we're a few years behind a bit more objective a bit less passionate Mm. nitpicking along the way it's nice to just be excited once a year super excited we're excited more than once a year (laughs) i mean in this particular way (laughs) okay that's true and just be giddy with the possibilities of the unrealized future I think one of the possibilities here, we, we need to talk about the master in general, but I think one of the main tangents of this arc of, well, let's discover what happened, what's the secret, uh, and uh, what's the, the child of time? You're going to have to go through is. that again for me because I was d- desperately needing the toilet at this point, and the <laughs> ending kept 
ending and then ending and then ending and going on and on and on. And I was like, God, is this, how long is this episode? So I might have, I might not have been paying my full focused attention. Okay, we'll talk, we'll talk about that as yeah. well. But I, I was going to say, I think one of the possibilities that springs out of this is the return of the master. Yeah. He's a well-known actor. He's a recognizable face. He's introduced as this seminal character in, in the Hooniverse. Really and then just written out of it, effectively. But, I, but yeah. now there's an excuse to go and collect him. That's the thing, because when they popped in this universe, I was really worried that, they, that this would be the end of him and they were going to kill him off somehow. And he's not. He's just trapped there, which means he can come back at any point. So hopefully... Well, it's interesting that you say that, but because didn't Missy die? Missy and John Sims Master yeah. at the same time. We yes, thought exactly. we'd effectively killed them both off. Does that mean that this is an iteration of the master from, like, preceding? Them? I don't know. I I read a bit about this because I was a bit confused, and I stumbled across what seems to be the consensus of Missy shooting John Sim caused him to generate into her. Yeah, and then he says that she won't regenerate. But why does that have to be true? Okay, but don't we see her die and not regenerate? I can't. Do we? Do we see that? I'm pretty sure we see her in the process of falling and slumping and generally about to be a corpse on the floor yeah but I then we've so seen the doctor walk around for days regenerating <laughs> oh this is also true I, and in classic who we have encountered uh, instances of the master in fact going yeah i'm out of regenerations no worries i can fix it yeah in fact there's a we go to the eye of harmony there's a, a snippet of oh it's, is his name sasha duan yeah. yeah, yeah. Giving people a little summary backstory of the master, and I think on multiple occasions he says like the master grabbed another life, like stole another life. Like yeah. it's it's referred to in a way other than regeneration. I don't know if that's intentional or just kind of slip of the tongue, but I don't know if the master goes about things a bit differently and will just go right. I'm going to now embody that. Hmm. Okay. Apply to him. Yeah. Don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Also, it's the timeless child. And it, he can't be a previous incarnation because we had Dr. Yana, Derek Nackaby, turn into John Sim. So he'd have to be after Delgado or something. Well, Delgado's the first one. Oh, okay. There are plenty. So this version is the ninth one that we've seen on screen. I wow. Uh, I, I looked this up earlier as well. I'm pretty sure it was the ninth one. He's referred to as the tenth master on, in IMDb trivia. Oh. Ooh. Don't know why. No context provided. But you know what? I'd forgotten that Jacoby... How dare you? Turns into John Sim. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. It, There's the whole movie stuff, though. Is that all... Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of those nine. Yeah, but I mean, like, either side of the movie master, do we know what happened? Oh, that's a good point. I feel like that probably pops out of time a little bit, so you can easily go, oh, he was the one before or the one after. I can't remember. In the movie, the, the, the movie master is like a human who's taken over by the master, effectively. He's like, he's a dude who works in an ambulance, I think, and is then regenerated into. So would that be one of the like, like that. lives that were stolen Possibly, rather than yeah, maybe. regeneration? Yeah. Yeah. But either way, I mean, the, the main question for me is, is this the next master or is this a prior master that we just haven't met before? Does this master have the, any memories of being Missy? Oh, I, I hope it does. Yeah. Because otherwise, but we're back into River reformed. Song backwards, wibbly-wobbly territory, and it'll never be resolved to anyone's satisfaction. I guess the, the thing we do have in this episode is the referral to Gallifrey being in a bubble universe, yes. which is quite late New Who. That's mm. true. Which would, would have to put it in Missy territory, surely. Unless, unless they're quite happily going about their backwards and forwards in their own time. No, I think that makes sense. You're right. Yeah, I think it's probably just a given that this is the one after Missy. Yeah, and okay. maybe it gets explained later on, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not upset if it doesn't either. I'm quite yeah. happy that it's just the master. 
Um, I'm just quite, yeah, quite happy that that wasn't the end because it would have been such a shame if they'd just drawn a line. Legendary under. character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Been yeah. around since Pertwee times. Mm. Okay, I formulated my high-level response to your question of 20 minutes ago. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> we had 50 minutes of up and down, somewhat mediocre, somewhat good episode, and then the Masters hit. Oh my goodness, I didn't expect him at the beginning of the series rather than at the end. This is amazing. And then in part two, likewise, ah, the Masters threat is being resolved. Oh, wait! They just raised the stakes again and rewrote the whole history of Gallifrey? What is going on? <laughs> Everything is up for grabs. Last year, it was Tim Shaw, Toothface. Hated it. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, oh, there are no, there, this is so low stakes. In this series, there is no stake that will be unstuck or unstaked or whatever. They are going for the moon, which is not an egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real moon full of stakes. <laughs> See, I was a bit lost with it. Like, like Marie, I think I need a little, little bit of a recap on the end of what this means. Because I, I can't remember the law of Gallifrey. And the law of what, Gallifrey is that only Time Lords are allowed because they're racist. Well, this is what I was thinking. It's like, we've uh, been lied to all our times. You know, we're not these amazing race of people. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. I've watched some classics now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but what is this timeless child stuff? Well, is this I don't think we know, we about? know anything no. about it yet. Not we've not had that reference things. before. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's what this season's going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. This is a bold venture on yeah. Chibnall's part. That is this mm. season's bad wolf. Yeah. Bad child. Bad child. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they did the, the four beats, which is obviously the, the two hearts, but was a, a massive reference to... John the, Tim and that era. Yeah, and what's... The, the, the drums. The, the, the yeah. void? No. Bum, bum, bum. What's the th- sound of drums, yeah. The, yeah, no, it's looking untempered into the time. Schism. Yeah. Yes, yes he That's stared into crazy. the untempered schism. Yeah. So, because that was a, a rite of passage for young Gallifreyans. Is that going to get yeah. revisited, perhaps? It's like, we didn't have to go through that. That was just torture. <laughs> or have they done that already? <laughs> I mean, they ah. touched upon it, but maybe this is how we excavate it. Yeah. Mm. But I'm intrigued and excited for all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more immediate and visceral than being told, yeah, Gallifrey was destroyed and he's the last of the time lords to actually see it in ruins. Well, yeah. but when he said that, I was like, oh, we'll come back here again. Because the whole of like Eccleston and Tennant, it was like, oh, I'm all alone. I'm the last of my kind. How sad am I? And then, <laughs> How and sad it, am I? Singular. Singular, exactly. <laughs> and then it ended just endless lone, lonely creatures floating around the universe. Like, oh, I understand you. I'm also the last of my kind. Oh, they were everywhere, everywhere. weren't they? <laughs> yeah. And so, and then when we, we realized that that wasn't true, that was such a big revelation for then him to come in and be like, aha, uh-huh. you might have thought they were back, but now they're all gone again. And you, in fact, are the last of your kind. I thought, oh God, that's a bit, but then he throws in this extra thing and then it's intrigue again. So in addition to which, I mean, we very recently reviewed the 50th. Yeah. Like we saw Gallifrey being plopped in this bubble and saved, mm. spared yeah. the, you know, the potential downfall. And now all of that's been undone. But like, he, the master has done it himself. Yeah, exactly. How? And can the Doctor now undo that? I don't know. Or because the Doctor has now gone to Gallifrey, seen it's in now ruin. Now is it a fixed point? Exactly. Yeah. Is it now impossible to undo that? Because yeah. this isn't time war shit. This isn't them in the midst of fucking around with yeah. time and Daleks. This is just, no, nah, killed everyone. Yeah. All over. But they deserved it, bastards. <sighs> What did they do? Oh, who knows? I'm super excited to find I can't out. Wait. Yeah, but you can definitely take the master's word for it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was the right course of action. He, he wouldn't lie about something like that. It, no. It's not that, like, 
his favorite Saturday TV show got cancelled and, <laughs> and moved to Sunday. And, <laughs> and it didn't have to. You should be. have just looked at the listings. It's just a day later. <laughs> so what time is this at four? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to wait for the future? It's boring. Yeah. Okay, here are a couple of things about the master that I really, really appreciated. Mm. Puns. Oh, also. <laughs> <laughs> the spy master. <laughs> the tissue compression. Respect. This yeah. is a classic Who callback. This is what the master would do. Loved it. I love that that was brought back. because it Was uh, it the original shitty little matchbox figures from the 70s or 80s as well? Yes. in one of the- <laughs> Because they look so <laughs> terrible. In, I w- want to say, Terror of the Autons. That, yeah, I think it's Terror the first master one. Oh. We have the master's... <laughs> It's not in a matchbox, in, in it's in a lunchbox. <laughs> but the dude is still alive. Like, he's just like, he's like, I think he's waking up inside a lunchbox. He's like, oh. it's like what are you going to do now? You're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Go live in a dollhouse. But, but really nice that they've kept this. Mm. And it's a really cool effect, by the way. I mean, yeah. maybe not the tiny <laughs> tin figures. I don't know why I like that. Because I've, I've seen it in one classic. And the way you've talked about the previous ones as well, it is yeah. like the people are still alive, but they're just miniaturized. At least once we've seen someone still alive. Yeah. And it, I don't know. And it always did seem a bit... This is a toy. A bit naff. And this is the one in the... In but this, the... this seemed really, really scary and threatening. It's like, okay, you've turned that person into a, a really shit doll. Like, <laughs> they are not coming back from that. Like, you're going to throw it against the wall and they're going to smash. Like, you're a really shit no. doll. <laughs> you, just, you just put a couple of drops of water on them and then they just expand. Yeah, but no. you rehydrate them. <laughs> Like this aliens that used to grow. Yeah, so incredibly sadistic that he he's kept the little doll of real O and then just throws it aside. It's pretty amazing. But But he's played the long game because he said he he kidnapped him on his first day of work. Yeah, and the doctor has met him previously, and this like they knew each other. Yeah. Oh, it annoys me that I that we didn't see that previously and that he wasn't in an episode. Oh, no. I really oh. thought he was because he looked so familiar, but it's because he was in that, um, what's it called? Adventure in, Adventure in Time and time. Space. Yeah, he's the director. Yeah. Oh, that's him. Oh, oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I just incepted myself. <laughs> well, that answers another one of my questions in my notes. If we've ever met him before, the Horizon Watcher, have there ever even been references to Horizon Watcher? Oh, I couldn't recall anything. I don't know. We, we, oh. The actor is not. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> the actor has not appeared. No. In other episodes, other no. than. Well, we IMDb'd him. Uh, so did everyone else. Planet. <laughs> <laughs> after the first one, and he doesn't appear. He still doesn't appear in Doctor Who. I don't know if he will now, but because um, Jim's theory yeah, they was were that avoiding spoilers, I think. Yeah, because they would have had to list him as the master, and that would have been a spoiler. So they didn't put him on. I'm until... not surprised that they. So I read on trivia as well that they had after affected him out of scenes for the promo stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, they're oh, learning wow. from yeah. Marvel, are they? That's pretty cool. That yeah, is that's really g- cool. Going far. Yeah. But yeah. Apropos of the long game, was he really trying to kill the Doctor in the car uh, on the plane? Uh, in okay, yeah, I was going to ask you about this. It, when the Master and the Doctor clash in classic times, yeah. is the Master just trying to kill the Doctor dead off and quite soon after a reveal? It didn't seem like the Master was toying with the Doctor at all. I imagine the Master in classic who was toying with them more. It just seemed quick and ruthless. Jim, how do you feel about this? You've met the Again, Master a few I've, times. I've now. only seen it once. and oh, right. The impression I get is the Master is just more about power play and... It was to rule the Earth most, yeah, wants, most of the time. Wants to do his or her own thing 
and if can the doc's face in it as they're going along all the better but it's more about the doctor fooling the master's plan rather than the master trying to kill the doctor but na- now that you've said that Drew, does like this big reveal at the end of like oh i killed them all for this reason and you and i want you to know wouldn't that be a thing that you'd want to tell exactly the doctor so before you, you kill if you'd her? killed them in the car which by the way yeah. hate that scene oh, that really? car chase yeah. nonsense uh, in part one that's terrible yeah. someone's controlling this car and it's not me <laughs> Uh, Thanks. Next destination, die, die. <laughs> what? Oh, come on. But yeah, or in five seconds, die. whatever. If he had killed them there, she wouldn't have known that it was the master. No, that's true. And, and part yeah. of, I, I think, part of the whole master's plot in Classic Who and possibly also Missy's is not necessarily, like, make the doctor suffer by making the doctor witness the, the demise of mankind. Yeah. yeah. And if they die fair. in the car, they're never going to know. know. They're yeah. not going to have any idea. Yeah. And the master will have gone to the trouble of recording that very long Marie bathroom withholding reveal at the end about <laughs> Gallifrey and what he did for nothing. Well, yeah. no, because I, I, as I was saying it, I had another thought because maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't want the doctor to know. Maybe he killed all Gallifreyans. They're not all responsible. There must be. There are children on Gallifrey. There are people that are his age that have also been duped. Yeah. So it's not gone and targeted the people that he thinks wronged him. He's just gone for everyone. The doctor is a Gallifreyan. Why shouldn't he kill the doctor? And so the only reason he's done this recording and is being like, aha, I've got information that you need to know, is after the fact, now he's trapped in this other void. He wants the doctor to come and save him. That's the only way he knows to get out is to like tease her. Oh, he recorded that in the void. I suppose he was a bit green. He was a bit green. I sort of assumed he was in the void. Yeah, okay. I don't know how he got the transmission out, but... No, I I assumed that... he had just left it because the doctor is the only one that's going to go and find the message. Yeah. So if so you too. find this, uh-huh. that means I'm dead. I or, did it. Yeah. <laughs> Not dead but, how, but why would she have gone to Gallifrey? It was like, it means, you know, well, no, oh, because he, he assumes that she will at that point. It's just a fail safe. Or if, yeah, if she goes there before he gets hold of her. But why was he so green? Because it was one of those holograph yeah, recordings. Oh, I think it yeah. oh, always yeah. like that. All right, fine. <laughs> well, that's my theory. <laughs> so this is called Spyfall. Yeah. As someone who watched Skyfall yesterday, oh. is this possibly a James Bond and what's-his-face, Javier Bardem kind of duo? Oh. Like, are there maybe more beats, you know? You're the guy who watched this? it. Tell us. Aside from the, the general James Bondiness, in Skyfall, there is a former double O who goes rogue because he feels betrayed by the system. In this case, it is a former Time Lord who feels betrayed by his people and therefore goes and kills them all. Like the, like kind of a parallel. Yeah, yeah. And Gathol is where we start. So you take someone <laughs> right back to the beginning, and as you say, like everything that you've been set up to uphold. Yeah. 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 Mm. Also, there's a Bentley instead of an Aston Martin squirreling around at the side of a vineyard. Oh god, I hated that. Hated that scene as well. <laughs> hated that scene as well. This is these are my notes from Spyfall Part One. It's all just like this is a terrible scene. This is a terrible scene. <laughs> that I think by far is my least favorite scene. I hated that that they're getting shot at on motorbikes. There are gunshots, like bullets, twanging off the bikes. And Always the no same one spot gets as well. Yeah. 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 Um, why is he even firing a gun in the first place? Well, He's yeah. just bragged about having a security force, and now it's he. He's a 
he, he's like the Steve Jobs of this universe, <laughs> of that universe, to clarify. Uh, and he's firing a gun? That's ridiculous. He could call down a nuke, but he doesn't want to spoil his precious vintage that year. <laughs> Was your least favorite scene not when Brian? Oh, sorry, Graham was trying to <laughs> see. <laughs> comes back to bite you. It does shoot laser pointers at everyone, and while firing at the baddies, whilst his friends are stood in amongst them, and he yep, has no right fear in front of, him of either uh, side. Yeah, like we've already established, his aim is not excellent. Nobody was worried about that. I thought it was a little fun. Yeah, didn't catch a stray <laughs> leg at any point. No, didn't hit <laughs> anything. <laughs> is that? The- you mean the laser feet, or is that a different one in the first? Yeah, the laser, the laser shoes. Laser yeah. Shoe, yeah. I no, I was fun. just talking about the first episode. What no, I, hate, no. I hated in that. <laughs> oh, you got more to hate in the second one. No, I think I got more to hate in the first one. <laughs> I definitely, there, I'm with you on this one because there were there were other things like the the shooting of Stephen Fry, and then turns into a machine gun, and no one gets hit. Yeah, and everyone's just walking around like hiding behind a chair. Graham and Ryan grab the briefcases with the the tech in it and they're just walking out the room kind of like oh, co- out of comedy, MI6. comedy duo fashion yeah. da, 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 exit through this door but this, that's why I've also written here like is did he intend for them to die there or are they maybe deliberately are spared maybe yeah aiming to miss yeah I mean and, and maybe the car thing was just to scare them and maybe it was going to stop anyway when the road ran out I think yeah the car is approved, on one of the motorbikes yeah it can it's just gonna prove that like I can control you I can manipulate you your life is in my hands but he wasn't actually intending to kill her until he'd done his big reveal oh yeah. the master yeah. or Lenny Henry the, the master, master is on one of the motorbikes right yeah oh yeah no. but so Lenny he Henry's in the hit. car and yeah. Lenny Henry is, is doing his best to shoot and oh, in part two when he's just standing motionless deep in thought outside the front of that that's aircraft hangar <laughs> and they're like let's scuttle off tee hee hee stomp 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 and he let's just have a conversation two meters away from him to begin with for <laughs> yeah. about four minutes yeah. yeah one of the easier to hear conversations in that episode as well yeah definitely. a lot of the dialogue was <laughs> drowned out by some music and sound effects <laughs> that was crystal clear yeah <laughs> even though they were whispering yeah. Anyway, no, going back to the, the Lenny Henry was shooting in the car and the master at that point we still thought he was a goodie so he yep. was on the uh, bike with um brian no graham <laughs> no doc no yes yes there, there we go, go. There we go. <laughs> hey we remembered yes yeah yeah uh, but that's how many people you have to go through <laughs> to get there because there are that many people oh. well you have to go through oh. ryan to get to yes because he's not gonna let anything happen to her uh. <laughs> absolutely but anyway yeah because Lenny Henry doesn't know what the plan is. He's just this dupe who's been used. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot at this person. And the master doesn't care if he shoots the doctor because she's going to just regenerate. If you shoot her, she doesn't die. Like, he's not worried at that point. He knows how to, like, oh. end her forever. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Hmm. I, I, I'm going to kind of let, from the master's point of view, these are not doctor killing schemes. No. But the plane was... Like he is pissed off. Surely that the she car survives was that. as well. Yeah. No, I don't think the car was. What, with the five minutes to die, die, die. Yeah, I think he's just playing with her. It's just put. Well, maybe he's hoping to kill some of the companions. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Marie, like Marie says, like some of the companions. <laughs> like the doc's gonna regenerate at the, the worst. When he's still a good guy, before we know that he is the master. And he's part of the team. My my note was there are already too many companions. Now they're adding another one. <laughs> oh god, there are too many companions. There. It was them sneaking around the hangar the first time in the first episode that really got to me because there were five, maybe six people 
like hiding behind <laughs> yeah. a plane <laughs> and then running out onto the runway to chase after it. And yeah. then, oh, s- strangely enough, all the guards had disappeared from view at this point. <laughs> yeah, the Civil Aviation Authority was having its Christmas lunch or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh my god. I would not goodness. have been surprised if one of them turned around to the others and went like, what's up, Shaggy? <laughs> <laughs> I heard something, Scoob. <laughs> But this is why I think the the second episode is more enjoyable as well, is because they're split up. The three of them are forced to work on their own away from the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they kind of justify all three of them being there. Yeah. They're yeah. having little brainstorming sessions and using their own abilities. Yeah, you know. in this episode, they're a lot less interchangeable. In yeah. throughout episode one, I got the feeling that Chibbers had said to himself, "I've got a dozen lines in the script. I'm going to give them four each." Based on who hasn't talked the longest. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we just cycle through them, basically. Yeah. And so Yaz will say something that anyone could say. And it's like, oh, yeah, Yaz is here. And then Graham will be like, worst Uber ever. And anyone could have said that. Graham yeah. stressed me out the most in the first episode because he literally didn't do anything or contribute to anything. And um, the master, or O at that point, does actually say, like, why did you bring, did you just bring him along for commentary? And it's absolutely accurate. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> help anyone. But then he ends up being, in my opinion anyway, the most entertaining of them in part two of really? the regular companion, of the fam. Fateable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should leave Graham at home and he should just pop over and over again. They can have an adventure in Sheffield and he can pop along and he can be the like wise old grandpa of the team. Yeah, they should try to wilf him. Exactly. Because that's... No, he wouldn't be a wilf. I mean, no one can be wilf. But he'd make a better wilf than a regular companion. Uh, when they were running for the plane and um, O was the last one to get on and he's like, oh, I can't quite make it. And it's like, if if Blumin, if Graham did it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Blumin, dyspraxic Ryan managed to climb on without falling off. about that. Like, you can do so this. So did Chibnall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they ham that into the opening scene where he's playing basketball. Hated that scene, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh, you've been ill. I'm going <laughs> to smile at the camera. Oh, you had a, dis- whatever, something with your eyes, something with your knee. You had a hernia, yada, yada. Come on, really? This is how it works? Did you never come around his house? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't see my best friend for a year because he had a hernia. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, anyway, so either either Wilf Brian, yeah. by which I mean Graham, or yeah. <laughs> get rid of Yaz. No! Yaz is the best! Yeah. Yaz is good now, I but like throughout Yaz. the whole first Chibber season, Yaz was dreadful. She was just exposition deliverer. That was her role. Yaz is the only one that has any skills. Exactly. Yeah, but, but they never made use of them. They did this I time think they around. Did. This time, yes. This, when she was be- they, in the first episode, when they were being a journalist and photographer, and Ryan was useless, and yeah. Yaz was the one who was. She like, was the undercover. Okay, exactly. I'm an undercover. Like I'm a cop. Yeah. I'm trained to deal with people and how to <laughs> interview technique. I don't know. I thought her interview was very good. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. Graham and Ryan are each other's family. <laughs> Yaz has a family who we can either reach into the history of, as in Demons in the Punjab, or just ground her in Sheffield. Fine, yeah. I am much happier with Yaz as of season 12 mm. than I was throughout all of season 11, though. I, I know that there are all these links, and we get a whole episode which is dedicated to her background, but, oh, come on, I mean, she wasn't so poorly written. Terribly mm. written. Oh, oh yes, she and, was. And there came... <laughs> When she gets yanked into whatever, the strange interdimensional forest place yeah. in part one, I genuinely felt like, oh, I mean, before we get to see her in that forest, like, oh, we got rid of her. 
Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> That's how you're going to do it. And then we're going to have a really sad moment. Oh, Doc needs to deliver bad news to the family. I, I, fine. I'll, it'll be terrible. I'll mourn for an episode and then I'll be so happy. <laughs> but then she came back. Yeah. See, I, I thought the same thing. I thought they were trying to write her out. Exactly. But I had it like, uh, oh, my God, they're writing her out. Yeah. yeah. Not, a, not a joyful moment. I would be sad <laughs> if they wrote her out. Yeah. Who's, who's Ryan going to haltingly, tentatively get together with? Do you think it's going to happen in this series? Ryan and Yaz? No. no. Well, but Ryan he was and like, Yaz's who? sister. Was no, no. No, because no, she doesn't want to give out the number. She's oh, because she to, likes she's him. She's putting the blockers yeah. Yeah. And he's like going to protect her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Well, maybe we're just being led to believe it may happen. Maybe it'll happen in their third season. Yeah. Maybe oh, this is the season on, where no, they no. sort of form a friendship. No, no, no. Uh, oh, that's, that's something we need to discuss. Is this the last season for this fam, TARDIS oh, do you team? Think so? Well, otherwise, who else as a block gets like three years? Not even three years because they're not one series a year at this point. Who, th- th- I expect Jodie Whittaker to last three series. Sure. If Team TARDIS lasts that whole time and she doesn't get to interact with anyone else, that's a massive missed opportunity. If, if it is, if she only gets three seasons, uh, I, you know what? I, I agree with you. I suspect that she will also only get three seasons. But if she gets three seasons, this team gets established over the course of two seasons and they just do a switcheroo for the last season. No one's going to embrace that new team. People loved Bill. No. Yeah, but everyone thought that Bill was... Bill was, was cut short. Exactly. Yeah. No one oh, liked that Bill yeah. just got this teeny tiny thing. We loved Bill, and I would have loved Bill to carry on with a female doctor. Like, why couldn't you have a female companion and a female doctor? For at least, for a little bit. Well, unless, they, unless they Clara, the new person. Because the, the, yeah, the, the, the Clara was a new yeah. companion yeah. and yeah. then spanned two doctors. But that's what I'm saying. That's what they should have done with Bill. I don't want them to just to have one new companion for a series and just get rid of and then they don't have to start everything from scratch every time we get a new doctor no yeah. maybe mm. it will be no i don't want it to be yaz and ryan's child because then we have <gasps> a rivers and amy and rory situation yeah. oh no maybe it will be oh, ada lovelace i hadn't even thought yeah. that far ada lovely face and charles cabbage by the way <laughs> yes very nicely done. making their second appearance in the doctor who <laughs> universe <laughs> It's canon. Look at our podcast land. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> it will be. It will be. You don't know when podcast land's listening to this episode. True, true. In five, five years' time, we might be canon. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't know what, what the hell we're on about, we're talking about the one original audio. So far. So far that we have done. Operation Pandora. Listen to it. It's great. Um, <laughs> oh, also, when they rocked up in a war-torn city and someone, yeah, they were presented with a, and at night, with a female agent with a gun. Yeah. I was I was hoping Chibnall will listen to us and I was like, please say your name's Eileen Dover. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> she was in Paris. <laughs> Did you guys also... Uh, wait. Uh, hmm. Mm. Had it not been for the next time on Doctor Who, I would have assumed that this was the London Blitz because that's such a standard go-to for Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. I'm glad that it wasn't. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't. It did make me think... Does Capaldi have a World War Two? episode? Oh, good question. He rides in on a tank. I think that's about as close as he gets. Because yeah, I, I was wondering if he's the only Doctor that escapes the bloody World War Two <laughs> <laughs> trope. Trip. Yeah. yeah, trope. Trip trope. Trip trope. Because every time I see... Oh, the old like, Von Ribbentrop trip trope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jim, please continue. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the first scene is where you go, oh, yes, this is World War Two. Yeah. Great, we're here again. Why yeah, the, is this well, so the... recognisable? It's not just, you know, immediately that it's World War Two. Because they I mean, do it all the time. You don't, you don't 
condition yourself to think it's something else. Yeah, the second you hear bombs and sirens and yeah. the the ruins, you assume, oh, new who's back in the London Blitz again. Yeah. It's either there or Vietnam, really, isn't it? Which Doctor Who has never done, I think. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware. And and yeah. and then yeah, oh, and then we get to see either a tank or a truck with the cross on it. The, yeah. yeah. I say either that or Vietnam. I mean anywhere in the Middle East over the last twenty years. Like Vietnam. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> no, sorry. I'm talking about just places that are carpet bombed. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, but like it. We could, never it, do. But you, I always, you always know that it's that. It could be a future war. It could be a war on a different planet. Like you don't know where she's oh, ended up at that point. I think there's normally a siren going. But it is. As soon as you hear the siren, you're like, oh well. We'll and how yeah. many times have we had? Well, it's always the Blitz. With this exception, I think it's, I think the it's lighting always... and how it's shot as oh, well. Oh, possibly, there's yeah. A, there's yeah. A yeah. And, and the guns will make that sort of... Yeah. 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 There's there's a whole stock footage, what, what do it, sound effects library yeah. that they're drawing from. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the uh, alien? Can't remember what they're called now. Oh. Something you never see. The Carnarvons. No, that's somewhere in Wales. That's a castle. How do you feel about them? The Cassavin? Yes, well done. You had a theory about them. Oh, I expected them to be the Cybermen, especially when the Silver Lady was spinning and they're talking about reformatting yes. the human race. Yeah, yeah. The, it has to be. The DNA is the biggest memory bank and all this. It just sounded so cyber. How could it be anything else? But then it wasn't. I thought, yeah, I thought they were just going to say, and the human race is going to be upgraded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I, glad it wasn't. I do take issues with humans being massive data banks i'm not quite sure if that's accurate mm. <laughs> i feel like we can store stuff on a fingernail that's probably more than we can really store i don't know oh i don't know dna no, is yeah. tiny DNA it's is mental best. it's a well, brain mm. fucker <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i liked the the other like the dimension that they come from it looks really creepy and weird and does it like the inside of a brain with all the neurons firing yeah. that was really cool way better than the inside of a dalek Absolutely. I like the inside of a Dalek. <laughs> so standard. Aww. So played. Like, oh, this was really it. cool. I like when she looked directly up and they just went on for, like, infinity. You couldn't see the end of it. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and when they panned back. Yeah. As far back and w- as yeah. was needed to realise you could keep going it's forever. just nothingness forever. Yeah. And I'd, but, uh, so I like that aspect of it, but I still feel like we know nothing about these aliens. Are they going to hmm. be a recurring... Possibly. Thing? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, she banished them back to their dimension. Yeah. I don't know how, also, because they came over the first time. So. But she also banished the master back to their dimension. Yeah, also so true. So if she oh, goes yeah, back to yeah. get him, did she open the bridge again? I don't know. It plot not entirely dissimilar from, uh, what's it called? Unquiet Dead, which I just had to look up the title for. Unquiet Dead uh, with the, oh, are they ghosts? This is the Dickens episodes. Oh, oh no! That no, not they. They're not ghosts. Oh no, they want to possess us because that's effectively uh, what they're doing yeah. here, right? Is yeah. well, the Geth? Is that the Geth? Geth or Geth or Geth, Ge- something like that? Uh, Gelf. 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 You know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, it reminded me of Army of Ghosts, the yeah. Cybermen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With white silhouettes. In fa- yes, exactly. Yeah. Very similar aesthetics. Yeah. I read a different theory about them, namely that they were Vord of Vord hiding fame. Oh, and I'm so pleased that they're not Vord because they have nothing in common with the Vord, except that the heads are kind of similar-ish, and his company, what's his face? Vore. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's Vore. Mm. Weren't, weren't what we were just criticising a few minutes ago, everyone in the hangar, everyone creeping around, is that not Vord hiding? 
<laughs> that is board hiding. Yes. Wow. <laughs> trademark, trademark, podcast man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Total board hiding. Very pleased that that's not the case, though. See, I, I kind of liked that they were there and then they were intriguing all the way through and then the payoff with it, just fucking absolute letdown. It's like, if this is the end of this creature, it seems like such a waste mm. because they were really interesting. They, although they couldn't quite establish what they did, I liked which that was bring me. At, mm. In the first episode, we were sort of saying, you don't know who's in control. Is Lenny Henry's character, is he ordering them around or are they ordering him around? We don't really know what's happening. Has he built his empire thanks to them? Yeah, or are they using him? I, mm. It wasn't really clear. And then, yeah, in the second episode, the master says as much, and or the doctor, she's like, you, you don't control them. They, like, you've utilised them, but they're not, you don't even understand them. So it's, it's, it is quite a mystery. What's up with his mum? Oh, oh, I don't know. Why wait, does what's she up have with her die? Yeah. Wait, and wait really how does she die? Like he, he knows her maiden name. He's got no further use for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, was that him testing it out to make sure that they would kill? But he said that he tested or, it out on, or he let them test it out on him. Well, oh, one thing. Yes, and they're supposed. To, they're not supposed to kill everyone. They're supposed to. Well, take, not, not upgrade everyone, but uh, take you, us over. Yeah. Take over half of us, and then the other half is going to oversee the transition or something to that effect. No, it was like a handful of people would oversee. Oh, handful? Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Like, the majority of people will be... Take what? It it, 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 is it, it's like an X-Files situation, right? Where, like, it, there's an alien force, they're going to take over most of us uh, and, like, have our bodies or whatever or gestate inside of us, and the other half are just going to be slaves. Yeah, but it also, as, as you were saying things, it's just unpicking and unraveling in in my head as I replay it. But remain because, excited. Because uh, I am still excited. But he was saying about, Mum, you're going to be the first. And uh, Stephen Fry what? was pointing to someone who, who was exactly in her situation. She was essentially a shell, not human anymore, basically lying there dead, right? But, okay, I've got questions of this as well, because it mm. seemed, based on part two, the part that we just watched, that the only reason they were targeting spies, it wasn't to test out their technology, it was because the, the various intelligence agencies were kind of hot on their trail. <laughs> yeah, despite not having anything to do with aliens or yeah, exactly. believing in any of that stuff, and all those agencies are closed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But, then they, but then the Doctor followed them through like through time or tracked them through time and they were always around people that were um like technological advances that's why she got ada lovelace and the other lady whose name i've forgotten something yeah. khan I yeah think. not like nor or something nora nor nor go for it i think it was nor yeah nor. but yeah so so they were following the development of computer technology and then also following spies it just they weren't connected yeah why ah are wait. you saying you want it to be binary one or the other why, re <laughs> why reprogram their DNA? Why not just kill them? Yeah. Or why not transport them into the weird cerebral forest place where they can In the forest them? of the mind. <laughs> the mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, wh why not do that? Why, why kill all these spies? No, but they didn't kill the spies. The spies were... Oh, no. Did no, they okay. Yeah, okay. My interpretation, dead. they killed the spies because of what Liam said, that they were uncovering the plot a bit too much. Yeah. The programming people was all about the fact that they can't really manifest in our universe very well. So they were building technology and getting knowledge about what kind of technology existed in our universe so that they could manifest here. So was was the, I, I, that's good. I agree with that. Well okay. done. <laughs> uh, but was the mom dead 
Because the other ones were like in a coma, but then they said like they don't show any. But they weren't even in a coma. They they were zero percent human. They were like hu- no human life, but they were alive. But, but why do that? But yeah, well, um, yeah, I don't understand because this is DNA as data. It's like, well, that's great, but these are some kind of life form. They're not just data. Yeah. How do you retrieve so they, the data they, they from them something. once they're and if dead? If they're zero percent human, why do they still look human and breathe air? Like, mm. what? Okay, so high level, I didn't really understand this on a first watch. <laughs> <laughs> high level, what the fuck? You <laughs> <laughs> might need some pulling apart. On a yeah. Watch. Yeah. Should we start bringing this to a close? Because I need to go and change the privacy settings on all my devices. <laughs> <laughs> That was a pretty crap scene, actually. It's like, is this meant to be scary? That the likes of Google are invasive on our devices. Oh, like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Ten years ago, it might have been an eye opener. These days, it's like, yeah. Okay, and- Jim, your eyes are open, but a lot of people have still got them willfully closed. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a really, for lack of a better word, it was a powerful message. Like, it, it, I mean, it's criticism. Doctor Who every now and then criticizes something going on. It was like the arms industry, whatever it is. Yeah. This case, like, it's criticizing something that is. That we've actually invited into our lives, and it is. It is pointing a finger because I like you're aware that you know all this data you shouldn't really be sharing. And it, when he said um, you're cl- clicking accept, I am so guilty of that. Every time I go to a new website, it, do you ever read massive the thing pops up? Do you accept? Yeah, I want to read the website. I can't be bothered to read through your TNC. So you do just click accept to get it out of the way. Yeah. I know you don't, Jim. Don't give us a lecture now. Come on, Jim reads oh, all of them. <laughs> I click accept like everyone else because it means very little it's legal stuff that's mm. not like having a company that can send a text message to every single device in the world like you know that's a level beyond what we have it's not I you don't know. Did, well, that we know of it? jim yeah, yeah. I, I'm, without wishing to be a conspiracy theorist i think this is a finger that does bear repointing at intervals mm. like gdpr gets thrown out as a law to change everything and then they just find workarounds yeah. and it goes back to pretty much how it was before and yeah. five years from now there'll be another law because whoops we signed ten times more of our life away even than before and didn't realise alright and it might not <laughs> I, can, I can see it Lenny Henry might not Finger rewrite pointing. us as data but something something is being harvested yeah I, I found some trivia about Lenny Henry by the way how good was Lenny Henry he was very he good he was so scary I don't know if I've seen him in like a, such a he was unrecognisable yeah. from the star of Chef <laughs> <laughs> I liked him as well. I couldn't put a finger on where I'd seen him before. So I looked him up on IMDb. Apparently, he had the Lenny Henry show, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But Apparently, he was- you saw him everywhere, right? Because he's always been around. Uh, right? I saw that he'd been in Harry Potter, but I couldn't remember his character from that. I remember seeing him very recently on Broadchurch, which is probably how he's on. I mean, he has previously worked with Chibnall. Wait, who was he in Harry Potter? He was a shrunken head, uh, which I don't also... Oh, it's just I, a voice. I, I also don't recognize... That's recognize. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Didn't really. On the night bus. Oh! Now I remember yeah. that. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Right. I wonder if he's a very, like, British celebrity, though. Do you not... If you didn't grow up yeah. there, would you... Didn't grow up watching Comic Relief. Exactly. Mm. Was it on the Lenny Henry show, episode 2.5, from 1985, <laughs> he portrayed the Doctor. <gasps> no way. He portrayed an alternate version of the seventh Doctor. <laughs> Before the Seventh Doctor was even Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there <wow>. you go. <laughs> Is this who Michael's always talking about? I don't think <laughs> so. No, no. Can I ask a question before we get into Listomini country? How do you feel about the Doctor? Part one and part two. 
And it has this in any way changed from how you felt about the Doctor and, and you know what, all of Team TARDIS and, and Chibnall and everything, Doctor Who in general, from season 11. Many viewers did not take to season 11 quite as warmly as they had taken to Doctor Who before. Many took to it more warmly. Some? Many? Really? Well, I think, and I said this before the podcast, and it's worth saying again, your opinion of season 11 just gets worse with every <laughs> passing month. I look forward to rewatching. I have not rewatched it since then. Yeah. I remember at the time, halfway through, you were like, this is okay. And then since then, it's gone, oh, I didn't like it. And then, oh, it's it was appalling. It was terrible. No, I, you know what? I can only remember a, a, a few things that I thought were terrible. Like arachnids, for example. That was dreadful. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, I, I'm not part of this group, by the way, but I think a lot of people were opposed to the Netflixification of Doctor Who. Like it's much darker. It's much more, in many ways, it's more high concept sci-fi. But it, it's definitely a departure from the kind of new Who that we had before. To be honest, I think it's just cinematography. And I think it's just the trends and the budget has yeah. shifted. I don't think the material is particularly darker now. I think maybe... Apart from Lenny Henry just flat out murdering his mum. That was quite That's dark. pretty dark. Yeah. But I think maybe we haven't had the light relief episodes that we might have had in previous seasons. But the storylines, I feel like, are, are just as kind of geared for the family so kids are getting a little bit but most of the time it's the ad- adult, adults that join it probably a bit more and kids are just behind the sofa scared okay but in terms of the doctor in this particular thing that we're going to be talking about <laughs> i think i actually found her a bit lacking the first part i, I was kind of maybe it was just a bit underwhelmed with the whole thing in general but i thought she was very good in the second part i agree and part of that i think was her interaction with the master i think that interplay was wonderful yeah i I agree and she was less expository less sonicky in part two even though she did use the sonic a lot but she was a better doctor in part two in part one i made a note about how much i dislike this doctor I actually wonder if, that, sorry, just yeah, <laughs> sorry, no, no, finish my last anything. point. If part of that is because she was away from the Scooby Doo gang, maybe yeah. What, the fam. What, this, this part the sec- yeah, second part, whether she stood better because she stood alone, or well, she stood with better companions as well. Like she had Ada and well, she was possibly. less childlike in part two yeah. than in part one. And in season 11, throughout the one thing that kind of annoys me about this Doctor hitherto, this latest episode notwithstanding, is that this Doctor is way too childlike. In, sometimes in settings that aren't child-friendly at all. I think children are watching, and you've got Yaz to say the crashingly obvious. And then you've got the Doctor to say the slightly less obvious, but still pretty obvious. And where previous Doctors would have just been doing a clever, she's doing a fairly obvious. So I think she comes off badly in that regard. But also with a childish enthusiasm. Which, yeah. But then did, which did Matt Smith not have a childish enthusiasm? In a different way. I know, I, I know that's the obvious parallel to make, yeah. right? And I, and I don't feel as viscerally about Matt Smith doing that. Matt Smith's enthusiasm comes across to me as more non-human than non-adult. And in this case, it comes across as, or hitherto, it's come across as more non-adult to me, which has bugged me. But in part two, loved her. She was great. To simplify things massively, is it because when Matt Smith is talking, he's zipping from left to right side of the screen and then back again, and he's pacing, he's going around in circle, and he's making slightly unpredictable movements, and then suddenly, bam, you're suddenly at a conclusion, and you're like, wow, Matt Smith, you just figured it out. Whereas Jodie Whittaker, she slows down and she looks up like a child might and thinks, oh my goodness. And it doesn't seem as impressive. I think I think that is, but I think Matt Smith's doctor there's like an inner child to his personality versus the outer child of (laughs) whereas yeah it's it's more outwardly shown and i think 
part of that is in the outfit which she wears with the the short trouser, which she then carries through into the James Bond suit. Yeah, which was <laughs> yeah, like she looked like a child in an ill-fitting suit. Yeah, no, like, you're right. I, I I love her normal outfit. That's that's really cool. But when I you don't. carry that through <laughs> in other ones, it just looks yeah like someone playing dress up, which is not really helping the kind of gravitas of the situation. Really. Yeah, well, no, because you do not want a woman playing dress up as the Doctor. You want a woman inhabiting the doctor and being the doctor it's, it's oh, got to okay, be as natural right 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 to stop the haters yeah yeah and okay no i, and I, I don't I, th- I think the haters are done by now aren't they i mean they've retreated I to their so. sub threads by this point i don't think there's any controversy in that regard anymore but still i don't mm. know haters like to hate mm. <laughs> they're gonna hate i think this is a very ambitious start to a new season and it marks at least in my view an improvement in many ways this this was part two anyway. Very tight writing and exciting, and as you mentioned, Marie, like the, the, it's setting up so much. Yeah, oh, it's inviting. Yeah, it makes you want to see, like keep watching and see what's going to happen next. Cannot wait. Yeah. Super yeah. excited. I'm excited about the arc. I'm excited about the master coming back. I'm excited that Jodie's getting to show more range in her Doctor. Mm. And I'm excited that they might find a place where to shove the companions, <laughs> which. <laughs> Hopefully most of the time is just doing their own thing. Because we get that in classics all the time. The Yeah, they separate. The, the companion goes off and does an entire different story and then they come back around again at the end. Yeah. And it's like, maybe more of that would work better with this many people in the TARDIS. Mm. Good times. <laughs> yeah, lots to look forward to. Now, as this is a bonus episode, we're going we're gonna to skip the ratings bit, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Tune back in. Well, keep listening for another few years and <laughs> eventually we'll come back around to this episode. We'll do a proper review, quote unquote. But we have received a one listener mini for this. It would be rude to let it fester and molder for <laughs> until about 2025. 2025? Five yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Right. So. Listener minis. Now let's hear from podcast land. Max 250 or it would get out of hand. Rajaruni and Cheesecakes, we have one listener mini, as mentioned. This one comes from Jim the Fish. <laughs> Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost our sink. Oh. <laughs> well, it's been a while. It has been a while. Long Welcome time no back, see. Welcome back, Jim the Fish. Yes. Nice to have you back. Jim starts The Master. It's only been 12 episodes since we last saw The Master. It's such a short gap that makes it feel so disconnected from what came before. Like Chib's just hitting the reset button on the series and calling it a day. There's a lot about The Master's reappearance that still needs to be explained, as our Jim said earlier. But I quite like the fact that The Master pops up here out of sequence. Like, it doesn't go... Davros and then the Master and then the Cybermen and it just keeps cycling like that. It was a surprise. Yeah, you know what? I agree. And in Classic Who, we the, the, the Master shows up mega often. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. I but, get it though. Jim. But Jim continues. Also, Sasha Dowan has so far portrayed an absolutely terrible caricature of the Master. Ooh. Like, I get John Sim was all about the hoo-hoo-ha-has, but this just takes the <laughs> fucking cake. I was cringing so hard when he started flailing like a child who's just heard they aren't getting beaten tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Call me Master. The way he says it, how fast he says it, who the fuck is this? <laughs> This isn't the master. Where's the grandiose entrance? The flare. The fucking anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Jim. <laughs> that concludes Jim the Fish's thoughts on the master. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, can, Jim the Fish continues, though. With what I found funny. Mm-mm. 
When O asks about Graham, is he just here for commentary? <laughs> just because Jibnall points out his writing flaws does not negate that they are writing flaws. Well said. Can't, <laughs> can't argue with it. <laughs> and the other funny that Jim had was Lenny Henry trying to act. Oh, I totally I disagree. Him. I, I liked him. What was wrong with Lenny Henry? I thought he was a bit still and stony in some scenes. But he's meant to be the leader of a tech company. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim knows he works for tech companies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're all the like, they're all the same. Next up, dislikes. Oh right, this is where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Whitaker in particular acts like she's presenting a CBBC show. This is the childish thing, right? This is it. I get it, Jim the Fish, but for part one in particular. Uh, next is like, the writing is somehow worse with this generic, characterless dialogue doing nothing but explaining the convoluted plot or whatever obvious thing happens on screen. Basically what you said, Jim. Yeah, only much harsher. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's hitting a lot of points, but like tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Jim the Fish then moves on to his rating. Two paragraphs. It's incredibly dull. Doctor Who has never been strictly a kid's show, but by God, this sure as hell feels like one. And Jim is not looking forward to the rest of this series, and I don't know if I'll bother watching. (gasps) If this is the big opener meant to draw people in, if anything, it's pushed me away more. So much so that I don't care about the second half of this story. Oh, so he's only talking about part one. It's only part part one, one. yeah. Yeah. That's the worst part, Jim the Fish. It is the worst part. Just keep going, Jim the Fish. It might get better. (laughs) It will will get get better. better. We promise you. Yeah. We wouldn't lie. Well, based on the rating he's given it, it must get better. (laughs) Not got far to go. (laughs) Because Jim the Fish gave part one 0.8 out of five. Wowee. (laughs) Based on that, I reckon he'll give part two 1.5 out of five. (laughs) Because I don't want to overpromise Jim the Fish. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't need to think like Chibnall took all your notes on board for part two. You know what, Jim the Fish? Uh, Watch part two, expect 1.5, be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. No, no, don't get your hopes up, Jim the Fish. (laughs) (laughs) Expect 0.8. Yeah, expect (laughs) 0.8. What they said. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much, Jim the Fish, for sending that in. And don't give up hope. Where are we going next with Doctor Who? Next up, we've got a Classic Who review. We Jim? do. We've got the Sunmakers. That's right. We're recording that review in just a couple of days. And that's dropping on Sunday, after which I think we're probably going to have a week's break. Sounds like it, because we're heading off to different parts of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but we will soon be back with a new review, namely of... Listen... Well done! Yes, it is! <laughs> I'd forgotten! <laughs> Have you done that one yet? <laughs> and in the meantime, you can say hello to us on uh, social media. Jim, you are available on Twitter, I believe? I am. I'm at Jimmy the Who. Jimmy the what now? Nope, Jimmy the Who. That's right. Marie, you are not on Twitter, but you are on... No, nothing. No social media for me. What about the Grams? Aren't you on the Grams? No, I stopped doing that. I can't bother. It's too <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd give it a try. <laughs> but, but I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. Really good it. at self-promotion. <laughs> What's Drew on? Drew, are you on uh, Instagram? No. Okay, good. <laughs> but you are on Twitter. I am. You can be buffeted by my Tweety Blaster at Drew Backwood. Oh, excellent branding. Me, not so much in the branding department, but you can find me at Ponkin. Figure out how to spell it. It's a historical anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us for this little bonus episode. You've been a lovely audience. Until the next time, rock on, be rad and excellent to each other, and cha-chao. Bye-bye, Doctor. Call me Master. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
Cheers. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hooray! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao. Who back when?